0: This podcast is sponsored by Wakunaga of America, makers of Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, Kyodophilus Probiotics, and Green Powdered Drink Mix, all natural, healthy solutions to support your whole body well-being. Try their new Kyodophilus Pro Plus Symbiotic, prebiotic and probiotics together for better gut health. Kyo means strength. Live a Kyo life. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy. If you've listened to the show before, you're familiar with the fantastic Jacob Teitelbaum MD. Well, today, Jacob or Dr. T, Dr. Teitelbaum, uh, being so informal, Jacob <laughs> is joining us along with a wonderful woman named Tammy Croats. Uh, Tammy came down with COVID in June of 2020 and she had a mild case and relatively mild and felt back to normal and then the bottom dropped out. So she's gonna share her story and how Dr. T, Dr. Tidalbaum, has been able to help her with this incredible shine treatment protocol. Welcome both you beautiful people to Naturally Savvy. Welcome back, Dr. Teitelbaum.
1: (laughs) Great to be with both of you.
0: Welcome, Tammy. Um, Thank you. It's nice to be with you. You know, Tammy, I would love for you to expand and I hope that that was the information I received. I hope I got the details right. If you can tell us a little bit more and then about what happened.
2: Um, Yes, you were correct. I did um, come down with COVID in June of 2020 um, and in uh, September, actually, this past week, a year ago, um, everything just hit me all over again. Um, I ended up being out of school for about two and a half weeks. Um, I was just extremely exhausted, brain fog, um, aches and, and pains. And I normally am a person that can ride my bike 20, 30 miles, not think anything of it. And I went for a walk after school one day and could not walk Point two miles around the loop and was just scared of like really truly what was going on and um that was the beginning of I made a phone call to my principal and it's it was a long haha long haul after all of that um so that that's when the bottom fell out um I can talk a lot more about it but I'll let you ask questions and then I'll go from there
0: yeah, well, I was going to say, that must have been so scary. I mean, especially for somebody so active, and then all of a sudden, 0.2 miles. And you, I mean, that's just, what What were you feeling in that moment? Did you immediately say, this must be from COVID, or did you think something else was going on, or what was going through your head?
2: Um, I had started back to school. Um, I'm an elementary um, special ed teacher, and we had started back to school Um Prior to school starting, the town that I live in got hit by a inland hurricane, a derecho. And so I, was, I spent two weeks helping to clean up that as did everybody else in town. And so I was tired from that. Then we started school and I was tired and I just kept rationalizing that it's just because I've been doing these things. Um, it progressively and very quickly got worse um, and when I, on, when I tried to walk the two or 0.2 miles, um, I ended up calling my doctor the next day. They ran a whole bunch of tests. Uh, one of the tests came back was a Lyme test. Um, one was negative, one was positive. So that was a question at that point. Um, but it was, um, that was dismissed. And they said that they would refer me to a um, long haul COVID clinic. And from that day forward, um, I lived with all sorts of varying um, things that, that had come back from, from COVID, which now as you look um, and see what everybody else is going through, they were all extremely similar, if not identical.
0: What are some of those things for people who aren't familiar?
2: Um, the chronic, chronic fatigue. um tired, being unable to sleep. Um, I would go to work each day and literally set my things down in my house when I got there and some nights sleep through until the next morning. It was, and it was a totally different feel. It's not being tired. It's just a inside internal feeling um, that I had never experienced before. Um, Some nights I could sleep well, other nights I couldn't sleep at all, which then, Continued the pattern. Um, I had brain fog, which I, brain fog doesn't even touch it. Um, I felt always like I was living in, I'm going to say, like a milky bubble. Um, nothing was clear. Um, lost words at times. Um, I was unable at times to recall names of kids here at school. Um, so, just that type of mental capacity. Um, I had the achy joints and muscles. Um, and I palpitations with my heart, uh, I would lay down at night to go to bed and it was like an increased heart rate or just a real heavy, hard, um, um, pounding heart, which was extremely scary. Uh, and then breathing, breathing was a concern going up and down the stairs was a concern. Um, I mean, even being able to just do the dishes or cook it was maybe 10 minutes to stand up and cook my dinner and I'd go lay back down again um, so it was it was continual from September until I met dr. T in April.
0: Wow. Yeah, I was reading that you saw uh, Dr. T on an online interview during a fatigue super conference. Thank goodness. Uh, Dr. T, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you know about COVID long hauler syndrome? And what are some of the things that you did? I mentioned in the beginning that you did the SHINE protocol. But tell us a little bit about this, because I think that's something that people, I don't think they're thinking enough about that, right? They're just like, I'll be fine. And then everything's fine. And then It's really not. And that's what's so heartbreaking.
2: I just kept thinking things would get better. And I kept doing things that I thought would help me get better, which was pushing through, which was trying to exercise, trying to do yoga in the morning, um, trying to continue at work. I was falling behind in work because I, as other school teachers will know, a lot of the schoolwork is done in the evening time. And uh, I, yeah, I was somewhere. too exhausted to do anything, and so once I found Doctor T, um, and you're correct, it was through um, a, another person that I followed on online. Um, the The immediate things that they got me started on um, with the Shine protocol to go ahead, to um, help support just the helping to supplement and um, support my body so that it could get back to a, I'm going to say a healing state um, before, before they were able to um, treat me for um, some of the infections as those types of things that were going on. Um, and he, he de- or Dr. T definitely followed, you know, the, the shine protocol. I know that looks a little different for everybody, um, but, but everything in the, the sequence um, has really, really made a huge difference.
0: Oh my gosh, that's huge. And before we get into the protocol, Dr. T, if you'd like to just talk a little bit about COVID uh, long hauler syndrome or what happens, whatever you want to call it, the after effects of COVID.
1: Absolutely, Lisa. Basically, this is a post-viral chronic fatigue syndrome. And Dr. Fauci had noted this long, long ago. Um, There are countless infections that can trip a circuit breaker in the brain called the hypothalamus that controls sleep. So suddenly you find you're exhausted and can't sleep. That paradox is what tells you that you have the long haulers or chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, whatever label you want to use. It's an energy crisis. So like, just like tripping a circuit breaker in your home. And as Tammy noted, uh, we see it mostly in people who get the viral illness during a period mm-hmm. of severe stress, like she was cleaning up from the hurricane, and then the virus on top of that trips the circuit breaker. Um, but it controls sleep, hormones, and the ability to stand up and have blood go back to your legs instead of gravity pulling it all in your legs. I mean, go up to your head instead of in your legs. So it's called orthostatic intolerance or POTS. So we see a whole host of things that happen from
0: that. Yeah, that is—it's just so incredibly frustrating. My one of my best friends, her brother was almost put on a ventilator. I mean, he he was really, it was bad. And he said that when he was in the hospital, it, the coughing hurt so much that he would cry. And this is a very, like, macho guy, you know. And it's just, and now he's out, but he's got his oxygen. He's only been out a, a week or so. But I feel like he's got a long road, and who knows what's going to happen, especially when you get that sick. And for you, Tammy, which is interesting, you said your case was relatively mild?
2: Um, yes, I actually have gone to work feeling sicker Um, and so I mean I had originally had a headache which I don't get very often I ran a low-grade fever Um, I had a a little bit of a chest pain for like a day or two nothing that I would have done really anything about had I not known what was going on Um, I was I was tired Um, I was tired and didn't feel myself as far as wanting to go out and do the activities that I normally did. Um, we were in quarantine at that time, so I had no choice anyway, but to stay at home. But the, the biggest, the biggest thing was just the, the brain fog and actually, you know, there wasn't even a lot of brain fog at that time. It was more, it was more the the heart palpitations, the, the exhaustion, but, um, October or September was much worse, much much worse when it when it came back and hit me. Um, and I know Doctor T mentioned the the extra stressors and stuff from the hurricane. Um, I had also gone through a divorce about three years prior to that, or two years prior. So I mean, mm-hmm. that stress was on my system as well. And I I mean, I'm learning now how all of those things just kind of build on top of one another. Absolutely. Um, but but as far as, as far as the initial the initial infection, um, it wasn't a wasn't severe like like many, many people have.
0: Doctor T, had you been working with other people with these similar issues prior to Tammy, I'm guessing? Like from COVID specifically? I don't mean I know you've been doing the fatigue and the fibromyalgia and the chronic <laughs> yeah, fatigue well, syndrome, but I meant in, in particular with COVID.
1: Yes, there have been a number of other people who have had the post-viral or post-COVID chronic fatigue syndrome and are finding that they respond very nicely to this standard protocol for post-viral CFS. And as, as you mentioned, Lisa, I had this in 1975 where it knocked me out of medical school and left me homeless. Um, so, yep, yeah, this has been what I've been doing for the last 45 years is research and writing and teaching about post-viral chronic fatigue syndrome and how to recover. And our research shows 91% of people can recover.
2: Prior to Dr. T, I felt very defeated. I felt very depressed, very just kind of in a slump about it, especially during the winter. Um, I felt very, very kicked down and beaten down from not being able to do my job and um, and not being able to do my activities that I would normally do. Um, I did go see a, uh, a COVID clinic at, at the university um, near here and was happy to hear that I didn't have any lung damage or my and my breathing test came back fine. But... I left with a. I'm sorry that you're feeling that bad. I think it would help you if you went to see a counselor. And that's when I think I really hit rock bottom and thought I'm still feeling cruddy, and they're not going to do anything. So I started doing research on my own, which is how I found Doctor T. Um, I didn't have any. I didn't have any second thoughts when I when I started with Doctor T. It was just a. I I knew that I was on the right track, and um, didn't know how long it would take or if it was something that was going to last forever. I mean that piece of it he's really taught me a lot about. Um, but I didn't question whether it would work. I just from reading his book and everything I knew, as long as as long as I followed what he said, that that I was going to um, eventually feel better.
0: That's great, yeah. Doctor T's awesome. He helps me with my hormones. I had to have a, I had to have a hysterectomy at forty eight because I had fibroids the size of cantaloupes sitting on my bladder, and he's he's just such a gem. I mean, he's just such a. We're so thankful for you in the world, Doctor T. So, what was it like Absolutely. working with him? Yeah, isn't he in terms of. Were you Mm -hmm. able to immediately be like, okay, so this is what you need to do with the Shine protocol? And Tammy mentioned earlier that it does, it it is a little bit, you make it work for the person you're working with, right? Like you tweak it a little bit. Tell us about that. And, And first of all, tell us about the Shine protocol.
1: Well, the SHINE protocol, this is an energy crisis where you trip the circuit breaker. That's what the post-COVID learn callers is. Uh, so you need to go ahead and optimize energy production so that circuit breaker will go back on and then the lights are working and everything's working again. So the acronym SHINE stands for sleep because the sleep center is on that circuit breaker. You can't sleep even though you're exhausted. Um, so using a number of natural things, and uh, folks at home can start with simple things. They can use some Benadryl. Uh, some five milligrams of melatonin including a sustained release uh, terrific zzzz and revitalizing sleep formula or two herbals mixes uh, so you can even get started on your own and what we found is a low dose of five six seven things will get people sleeping without hangover. And that's a critical part of the healing process. Uh, H is addressing the hormones, I would be immunity and other infections, uh, and as nutritional support, and then E is exercise as able. Uh, this thing of, well, just go exercise more. <laughs> <clears throat> what you wanna do when the doctor tells you that is take a nice stick, smack them up out the of the head, and realize they have no clue about this disease and post-exertional malaise. So you wanna stay conditioned, uh, which means go for a walk as far as you can, even if it's five, 10 minutes. And some people can't even do that. Um, so the SHINE protocol, and for H also is hypotension, the uh, POTS or orthostatic intolerance, blah, 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 uh, maintaining blood pressure. So these simple things, again, 91% of people improve with an average 90% increase in quality of life.
0: That's incredible. Now, you mentioned with the sleep, there's different things that people can do or or can take. Tammy, what what was the thing that helped you out of those different things Dr. T mentioned with this? As he said,
2: I'm on multiple things. Uh, I originally was um, on, or I guess I'm on three prescriptions and three or four different supplements. Uh, And it took time to kind of work through through that. Um, And I will say, once I started back to work, I I ended up being off work for the last six weeks, um, thanks to Dr. T telling me I needed to stop um, because I just keep going and going and going, no matter what the situation is. Um, I think from the get-go, that was the best piece of information, even though I fought it tooth and nail for about a week and a half. (laughs) Um, Doing that made me realize how sick I really was And how bad I really felt and how much my body was trying to tell me something that I was just pushing through and how awful I had felt for the past however many months. Um, But when he talked about, you know, the need to get some sleep, I mean, I hadn't been sleeping for very, I was either sleeping or not sleeping, depending on what day it was. And that didn't make any sense to me at all until, until until he explained that to me. Um, and that that was part of what chronic fatigue was, that being so tired but not being able to sleep. So I didn't have any knowledge about that whole piece. Um, so, I mean, they helped me tweak things for a while to get it working. And I really did feel tremendously better just getting, just getting the rest. Um, starting back to work this fall, I've had to then switch up or add a few different things to it. Um, I met with, um, his associate not too long ago and, and changed a few things. So I'm trying to get that worked out, but just adding the stress of work back in and not having just that calm, that calm feeling that I had over the summer. So, I mean, even four, four and a half months into it, five months into it, um, still just learning how to even continue what you know, what it's gonna look like as I move forward and having to having to make those changes.
0: You know, I'm glad that you mentioned that you're there's both prescriptions and supplements because I think too often in the natural world we're so quick to say, no, 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 no medication. And for myself, I think I've seen things help me. I've seen things help my daughter. And I just I think it can be very tough if you're so you know, narrow about that. And I think there is a place. Dr. T, can you expand on this a little bit? Because I'm assuming natural whenever necessary, but sometimes you need medication.
1: Using the whole toolkit, we, we tend to vilify. We, we're so divisive as a society that Republican or Democrat, natural or prescription, and you know, this whole thing has become absurd. The bottom line is what works, what helps, uh, what gives you the most bang for the buck with the most safety. It's just what works um and what i find is that using everything you know that you don't if if prescriptions are a hammer most doctors all they have is a hammer you come up with a problem you look like a nail whack you know um but sometimes you need a screwdriver sometimes you wrench you know so those might be the natural things sometimes you need energy work like acupuncture other energy i mean there's you want the whole toolkit and that's when people get better
0: Yeah, I think so too. So I'm just curious, which were the supplements that helped in addition to the the medication? Um,
2: I have been um, on um, melatonin, or not, excuse me, um, magnesium. Um, I'm doing that with a drink or just like a drink at night. Um, I am on, um, sometimes I take melatonin, not very frequently. And I have actually, um, uh, it's called, yep. I'm not going to be able to say it. It's not one that that Dr. T. I had it prior to seeing Dr. T. Um, I'm trying to think what others. What other supplements have I?
1: Well, for sleep, there are those. They're usually revitalizing sleep formula. Um, the recovery factors has been a really helpful supplement for people too.
0: Dr. T, I'm curious about your thoughts on. CBD. I hear a lot on sleep with that and, and throw a little THC in there. Do you think there's validity to that?
1: Absolutely. Uh, those are just okay. two of numerous tools that can be helpful. The, the CBD tends to be pricey because there's a lot of quality issues. A lot of people, companies seem to spend all the money on advertising and label, and what's left in, in the amount of actual CBD and hemp oil is negligible. Um, so, and that's it's about five dollars a night, so it's a little bit pricey um so sometimes the sleep medications are actually cheaper, and since we are going to tiny doses, they tend to be well tolerated uh so I tend to save people's budget for things where I can't get the same effect uh using the natural using the prescriptions,
0: yeah, um, I think that's great.
1: So, but uh, Lisa, there, I'd like to know there are three studies that we've done in the last year and a half now uh, looking at new treatments uh, for the optimizing the energy production uh, in the people that were the sickest of the sick. Um, and what we found, uh, one is called Recovery Factors, and it's a serum, uh, polypeptide extract. Uh, what we found is that 60% of people found it dramatically helpful for them and with about a 60 to 70 percent increase in energy uh tammy had you been on recovery factors yes the recovery
2: factors i didn't associate with sleep as much as i did uh i had mentioned to you i think in my july appointment that i was starting to feel better physically and but my brain fog had just continued And um, I met with Dr. T on a Thursday, and I had already had recovery factors at the house because I knew I was going to start on them. And I started on them Friday morning, and Sunday when I was sitting in church, I remember vividly just kind of looking around the church going, my head is clear. Oh my goodness that's amazing. I feel semi like Tammy if not like Tammy and it was it was amazing. And so do do I have foggy days since I've been back to work absolutely but it's not it's that stress i mean it's the sleep or the lack of you know the emotional drain and stuff that i have but yeah it was within those three days it was it was amazing yeah, it's a, a lot of
1: people are finding it's turning their life around it's available out of europe uh recoveryfactors.com and one bottle will be enough for most people to tell uh, we've uh, finished another study using hrg80 red ginseng uh, also, and uh, that 's what I take before today's show. If I have a busy day coming up i 'll just pop one of the chewable tablets um, and people find their energy goes way up and this is for that, that one's for anybody. The recovery factors is more kind of intensive care kind of stuff. Um, and then another one, smart energy system, um, which is a mix of six herbs and nutrients. so there's a lot that people can do on their own that they can just start with that can move themselves forward um but we've talked about uh, sleep but again let's take a look lisa at some of the other things
0: yes absolutely
1: because uh age is critical and uh so many of you out there have gone and you feel like got them tired achy brain fog weight gain cold intolerant yeah, I have low thyroid. You go to the doctor and the doctor says, Sir oh, tests are normal. And you go like, they can't be normal. I feel like a post-child full of thyroid. And here's what you need to know about the tests. All the normal range says is that you're not in the lowest 2% of the population. That's it. There's not a wise group of elders sitting around saying, well, if the test is in this range, you're going to be fine. Don't worry (laughs) about it. No, it just means you're not in the lowest 2%. So uh, an analogy I gave Dr. Oz that he likes to use is that uh, if I had a normal range, medical normal range for shoe sizes, it would be size 5 to 13. So if you went to the doctor with a size six <laughs> shoe, even though you're a 300-pound, six-foot-eight Texan, well, um, oh, no, size six, It's a normal shoe. You know, and the guy's looking down from, you know, weighing 300 pounds. I, my foot does not fit in that shoe. It's normal, damn it. You know, it's, it's kind of like that. It's crazy, you know. Um, but the, it's crazy. Uh, so again, tired, achy, weight gain, cold tolerant. you deserve a trial of thyroid, pretty much regardless of the testing. Adrenal that's the stress handler, the way that you tell that, there's a very complex test. I will look to the person that's with uh, with the person I'm treating, or I ask the person themselves, and I said, tell me, remember, and I said, me, do you get irritable when hungry? <laughs> and, you know, if the person goes, like, nods their head, or the person next to them is pointing at the going, uh-huh, huh you know, yeah. that's low adrenal. That's adrenal fatigue. And I know about that one because I had that too. It's, it's funny, you know, my former wife, uh, I, I asked my six year old son once, how do you manage your mom when she's that way? And he said, it's a feeder. And then he told me when he was 11, I said, I'd do that with you too, dad. <laughs> so it's kind of like and it makes all the difference because it smooth things out. But irritable and hungry, adrenal fatigue, uh, there's adrenoplex, a host of things that can help that, uh, that you can do on your own a lot, a lot, increasing salt and water if you get lightheaded when you stand up. Uh, orthostatic intolerance gravity a stand up or a big bag of water sends the blood down to your legs and normally the legs send it back up to your brain but in this illness that circuit controls that autonomic function sending blood back from your legs to your brain and that's not working so uh, your brain gets starved suddenly and there's simple tests you can do Uh, for those who are interested uh, you can email me my email address is fatigue fatigue doc at gmail.com and you can ask for the uh, free uh, orthostatic intolerance information sheet or low blood pressure sheet. Um, it will give you two quick quizzes you can do on your own that will screen for whether you have that and then increasing salt, increasing water, compression stockings and there are other medications and supplements that can help out.
0: Now, what what does the H stand for again? Because that's what you've been talking about.
1: H is hormones and hypotension. So low thyroid, low adrenal, low estrogen, and progesterone. Uh, the way you tell if you're having low estrogen is that your long hauler's symptoms are worse around your menses. That means low estrogen and progesterone are contributing. So it, those those are the keys. I mean, there's a half dozen other hormones, but those are the three main ones. But that and hypotension, where uh, blood goes down to your legs and stays there.
0: Now, Tammy, are you having uh, any of those things with the H, and have you taken stuff to help you with that?
1: Yes, and
2: as he's talking, it's reminding me of things that I've been on or things I've done. Um, yes, I was having specifically my lower left leg that was swelling, um, and sometimes it was both of them, but significantly different in the left leg. Um, and so there I was, you know, did try the, the, um, compression socks. Um, I am on a, um, yep, on a, med- on a prescription for it. And, um, and then also going back to what he had said about the weight gain, that was something that was happening, um, throughout the, the September through well April May ish. And again didn't really tie it to what was going on into the dis I mean the uh yes, COVID, thank um but but um now again then looking back at it and having Dr. T explain it, it seeing how that was all tied together with the the H of, of shine. Um, I have also been on, on some hormones. I'm on a, um, armor thyroid for the thyroid support. Um, that has, I noticed a significant difference when I was start, when I started on that as well. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, I periodically going back to the compression socks, I wore them quite regularly early on. And I, I notice like when I'm standing a lot, I, I have trouble with it or if I know I'm going to be standing a lot I'll, I'll put the one on my left leg um, but definitely things are improving with with that as well
0: oh that's fantastic and tell us again about the I stands for Dr. T I right? would
1: be infections and immunity um, the immune system also is working very poorly in this illness and what happens then is once it goes down uh from the post-viral you'll see a lot of hitchhikers other common infections like fungal infections or things like that will just jump in right on top um and these are not serious or dangerous infections but you got the load of them puts a strain on the immune system so you got to clear them one at a time uh, and there may be other viral uh reinfections old viruses that have now done a jailbreak Uh, So many viruses never leave your body. For example, chicken pox, you can get shingles 40 years later. So you'll see these different viruses do jail breaks. They need to be put back in their cells where they belong. Uh, So it's just a mopping up operation. Uh, And it's nutritional support. And nutritional support is critical for energy. So number one, cutting down sugar. It's not a rigid diet. Basically, you'll know what's healthiest for you by what leaves you feeling the best. But cutting down sugar and increasing salt and water, those are two critical things. Now, many of you out there are saying, but I already drink like a fish. And I'll say, yes, but you're peeing like a racehorse. One of the hormones that's low is anti-diuretic hormone or anti-peeing hormone. Um, So you're going to be dehydrated even if you drink a lot. A lot of water, a lot of salt. Beyond that, most people do best with a high-protein, low-carb diet, but everybody's different. Some people get depressed on that diet. So you need to see what feels the best to you. That's your body's way of telling you better than any expert will tell you um, how's it working for you. Um, then I will give a good multivitamin. I like one called the Energy Revitalization System because one drink is, replaces fifty pills. Um, we talked about it, the Hrg80 Red Ginseng Recovery Factors, um, a Smart Energy System. Those simple things uh, for most people uh, will they will find their energy even if they don't. I'll you know, feel badly I uh, will be turbocharged and they will feel dramatically better
0: well, that's great Tammy what works for you in terms of, of what you're eating
2: um, as far as what I'm eating um, staying off the sugar is has made a big difference I will say I've struggled with that a little mm-hmm. bit recently and it t- note note to dr. T um, and I, right. <laughs> con- confession um, but I can tell I don't feel as good and I almost tell the foggy head comes back and there's just, it just affect, it just affects me. Um, Low carb diet really makes a difference for me. And so I've noticed that I can do like chips are okay. um, Every so often eating bread or a pizza sends me over the edge um, with just just uh, bloated feeling and heavy and just more of a lethargic type thing, then I just feel all of those, those symptoms come back. Um, so do I eat it periodically? Absolutely. But, um, but definitely when I'm totally, totally, um, with just the veggies and, and uh, low protein or high protein and, uh, veggies really makes a difference. Um, but, uh, I know he mentioned the, um, uh, recover or not recovery factors the uh revitalization drink um i do that every morning um as far as that in the deribose and that as far as energy and then i'm taking the the red ginseng now too and i usually do the drink first thing in the morning and then i'll take do the capsule sometime mid-morning when i'm when i'm here at school um but definitely definitely help support support the um just the balance and the energy and the nutrition
1: path part well here's one of the funny things lisa in medicine we're so used to telling people eat this don't eat that you know um, at first when we were in medical school we were trained to tell people anything that feels good is bad for you it's like oh, what level of insanity would come up with that <laughs> you know however we were created whether evolution some divine being or whatever it's going to create us with things that taste good and feel good or bad for us that's insane there's just no rationale behind them um you know with the food industry they've learned to fool our taste buds and that's when we get into trouble but when you're eating things that are basically natural and whole foods you know if they feel good they're good for you so but the funny thing is normally in the beginning of medicine i thought well you have to cut out all stuff and people fight they don't want to and they can't but when it comes to the wheat intolerance gluten basically and the dairy the gluten and dairy in addition to sugar are the two big food intolerances that you'll see in a subset of people with this illness um i don't have to tell people you mind them i have to mention it so they think about it but once they notice it uh, it's like tamila you noted they have that pizza crust and all of a sudden you're feeling bloated and foggy and, and i don't have to i don't have to <laughs> nag people because it's just they feel so much better and again not everybody has to most people don't but and those who have the gluten and dairy issue, those are two biggies, they know. They just have to be, think to notice and they be stay off it for two weeks, three weeks, see how they feel.
2: It's one of those, is it worth it? You know, it's like I don't eat pizza hardly ever. And I happen to have pizza on Sunday night, but it was a thera- or fr- th- Saturday night. But it was like a therapeutic thing because I sat out at a park. I was outside. I was driveling, So I was in a very healthy place, but I wanted pizza um yeah Yeah. the the other thing that as you mentioned dairy dr t my um niece who's not too much uh younger than i am um when i talked to her in the like the day following that i have had dairy she's like uh what'd you have last night (laughs) pizza what do you eat because i'm because <laughs> i'm clearing i'm clearing my throat or feel stuffy she and she knows right away i'm like yep. just stop so i mean i know those things and i normally stay away but not always yeah well it's funny
0: you say that because i had pizza on saturday and i have um some food sensitivities and i know i'm going to feel crappy the next day but sometimes and i know it's totally different than what you're going through but just that terms of like i was outside it was a beautiful sunny day i wasn't talking to i just was mindfully like every bite i'd close my eyes and really savor <laughs> i think if you're gonna do that right don't just do it half-assed watching tv or something you know because <laughs> 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 i'm exactly. not paying attention right like really if you're gonna do it go up and do it right and really just it, be exactly. in the moment with it it was so, good at least really?
1: this leads me into the next part of healing here which is enjoying life and learning to say no. So here's the thing: uh, people who get this disease are often what I call people pleasers. They have trouble saying no. They avoid uh, conflict to avoid losing your approval. And everybody, you know, when they, when you have the chairwoman of a committee on a thousand ways to waste everybody's time is coming down the road, you'll notice everybody's heading for the alleyways and hiding. But the person who has <laughs> is going to get chronic fatigue syndrome is like a deer in the headlights. It's like. And, and they come up and these are little energy vampires I mean they they will come up not bad people but they will come up and the way you tell is that your energy after you're done talking to them you feel like you're sucked dry Yeah, you know? and but what they'll do is first thing they'll do is they'll put their hooks and you're like oh if not for you there's no way I could live <laughs> hook if, if you don't do this nobody would the community needs you hook you know they put all these hooks in and then once they've done that and they, you know then they they sit there and get you to say yes to all the things where your gut is saying, run! You know, and then they pour all their emotional toxic waste <laughs> on you and they say, I feel so much better. And you feel like, oh, oh, you know. So there's a simple, wonderful word called no. And the way to know how to use it is, how does something feel to you? And this is something we should be teaching little children. And, and you know, that if things feel bad, you say no, you listen to your instincts. And that extends into adulthood. Well, you know, if, when your brain is going, well, I really should, if I don't do this, who's going to do La la blah, 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 and your gut's going, ah, you know, um, that's the time to say no, and you can always say, well, you know, fun, one, you can blame me, you can say, well, the doctor said that if I, if I say yes to one more thing, he's going to wipe me upside right the head, you know, so, and then, then if they say, oh, but you should do it anyway, then you go, like, you want me not to do it on my doctor, are you trying to kill me, and then, you know, you can escape all the kind of look cross-eyed a bit. Um, if it doesn't feel good, <laughs> they know. Um, and now there are things that you'll find, like paying taxes or, you know, things along those lines where it may be annoying, but it feels better to do it than to go to jail and not do it. Yeah. Um, so you're... you're a big part of the healing process, uh, and this is something Tammy that you're starting to note a little bit too, is you make a list of all the things in your life that you're putting a lot of energy into. And you make two columns, things that feel good, things that don't feel good. The things that don't feel good, you put a star by the things that you're gonna be arrested or homeless if you don't do. Keep those for now. The other ones, you don't fight them, you simply withdraw your energy from them, start and let them float away and you start putting your energy, the things you put your energy on focus on what will fill your life. And you want to be things that feel good. And then your body will trust you to free up energy. So, Tammy, as you start looking for the work you're doing, the rest, you're going to find there's pieces you really love and pieces not so much. And you may find that you can make modifications to where you're doing those things you love and letting go of the old ones.
2: Yeah, has that? have you been doing that, Tammy? Uh, yes, I have, thanks to... The conversation that he just had with just similar to that that he had with me in the spring. Um, Yes, I have learned to I am one of those. I will take care of it all. I'm the first thing out of my mouth is, oh, I'll get that for you. Or, oh, yeah, I'll do that for you. And I have learned the word no or I can't or why don't you go check with so and so. And um, it's hard because sometimes it just whoops out of my mouth to begin begin with before (laughs) I want it to. Um, But I've learned to delegate some things to other people. Um, I have um, a super, super associate here at work that has been helping me get more organized. So we've streamlined a lot of things. Um, I'm not carrying my computer home with me every night and feeling that, oh, I need to just do things. Um, I've scheduled, like I know Thursday nights and Sunday afternoons is what I'm gonna do it. And before it was all the time, I was working on it all the time or had it open at home all the time. And so that's been a big piece. The other piece has been the how much the mental dre- mental fatigue drains my body. I mean, I'm e- I've even learned to like I'm in a main hallway at school, and even just shutting my door because of everybody talking in the hallway. It's like Ugh, I just I can't I can't. And so just noticing those pieces of it all. But it's amazing to me that all of that is, is just tied in, is tied into having COVID a year and a half ago, you know, and, and how that all trans. I mean, I know there were multiple things that, that built up to that, but, but, and this sounds crazy, but I'm almost thankful that it's all happened because I'm learning to look at life a lot different and slow down and listen to my body and things that I I was not doing before, because all I was doing was things for everybody else and not me.
0: Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored
1: by morphus for Menopause. And, and that's one of the beautiful things you're going to see, is that, and when when I had this illness, it wiped me out. I mean, I had to drop out of medical. I was homeless. My life was crashing over. It turned out to be a real blessing and a real gift. And in retrospect, people get that. Um, you know, you know how you read comic books for those of you who still do, uh, and you say, "Oh well, he got bit by a radioactive spider. Now he has a superpower, Spider Man." You know, and we think when he had this illness, we we deserve to get a superpower or something out of it. And what we get is, it's called authenticity. The ability to say no, uh, which is what authenticity is, and say yes when it feels good, no when it doesn't. The ability, Tammy, is are noting to create your own space and learning how to take care of yourself in that way and creating your space. So all of these are pieces of authenticity. It's reclaiming yourself. And, you know, that kind of thing, when you come out of the... If people get well so they can go back to what made them sick in the first place, they will get hit by a truck. Something else will take them out of the game. I've seen this over and over. But if they come out learning who they are and what they want and what's authentic to them they shine and their life is wonderful and they think they will look back and say what an awesome disease that was
0: wow that is so beautiful just absolutely incredible tammy was there anything you wanted to add today before we wrap up and then dr t the same question to you i'm by the way i'm so glad you're doing better i mean just immensely happy for you that you're and that you found dr t
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate you doing the interview. Um, Of course. One of my big things too is that getting COVID and having long COVID. If I can help other people because of that, doing these types of interviews, that's also just you know God's way of helping me share. Right. To be able to help others, Um, but no, it's just it's going to be a journey. I mean, it's not it's not over, and it's not something that. Immediately I can turn around and, or do I want to go back and do exactly what I was doing before? But um, Dr. T and his team have been phenomenal. Um, I know he said, you know, you can do a lot of it through the book and not necessarily go um, specifically through them. And I think either way, I am really thankful that I that I chose the way that I did because the folks that yes, has working for him are amazing. So yeah, I appreciate awesome. everything.
0: Now, was the book you're talking about From Fatigue to Fantastic?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> she just held it up, I love that. Dr. T, anything you wanted to add?
1: Again, just you know, know that you can get well. Uh, understanding what's going on is the first step to empowerment and taking charge. Know that your doctors, by and large, are not gonna be familiar with the illness. When you go in and they say, I don't know what's wrong with you, so you're crazy, and they imply that, they're not bad people, they just don't know. And it is okay. If they say, I'm sorry, I don't know, that's one thing. If they say, I'm sorry, I don't know, so you must be crazy and apply that, it is reasonable to walk over to them, look them in the eye, give them a big hug, and say, thank you for letting me know right up front what a complete and utter idiot you are so I don't waste my time with you. Turn around. Be sure to slam the door on the way out (laughs) um, and go. You're in the wrong place. That's that's abusive. That's not acceptable for doctors to do
0: no and that happened to my mother over and over which we've talked about before and uh it's just it's so it's so disheartening and i hate that that's still happening so tammy i'm so glad you two came together i think this is so important it's going to be so inspiring to people who are out there who have loved ones who are struggling with this or other people or people who don't have covid or didn't have covid but have chronic disease fibromyalgia other issues definitely get in touch with dr t dr t tell us all the ways people can i'm on on
1: facebook uh if you want to email me at fatigue f-a-t-i-g-u-e d-o-c like doctor at gmail.com i'll send you a a list of how to get started. Here are the resources. Here's where you can find the trail, and, and basically how how to get yourself well. Um, that's probably the easiest thing. Uh, my website www.vitality101.com has a, a large array of, of helpful tools to get well. It's kind of a three step thing. you follow that, you'll find yourself feeling a lot better. Um, for those who would like supplements, uh, the E, and like Nancy D like David fatigue.com we do carry some of the supplements these are all pretty much available anywhere um and the recovery factors which has been a godsend for people uh, their website is www.recoveryfactors.com
0: fantastic and i want to thank you again tammy and the work that you do as a special ed teacher you know my daughter wouldn't be where she is without a special ed teacher so i want to thank you both for coming on naturally savvy this has been incredible
1: Uh, Lisa, it's always a pleasure helping, uh, working with you to help people get their lives back, you know, and Tammy, thank you so much for helping to teach. Well, it's funny, most people, you know, they say, why don't I get better and help everybody? And, you know, I, I tend to pick up on people. I say, no, when you get better, my recommendation is you forget you ever had this disease and you go out and you follow your bliss and find what you love in life. The area is so politically charged and there's so much Trolling out there, I usually tell people to avoid it because it, it gets crazy sometimes. But there are some people who, in their heart, they really feel like I want to go out and pass this along and help other people. Tammy, you're one of those, and that's why I, when you mentioned that, it felt like yeah, that was a match for you. And thank you so much for helping to get the word out, people.
2: No, oh, and thank you, and it it is truly from my heart. It was just, it's a, I just truly want people to hear it. And if other people can feel better and learn and be able to to have a better life because of it, you know, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that I can be a part of that. So thank you. Thanks for having me on too, Lisa.
0: I'm going to keep in touch with you because I want to know how you're doing and let the audience know how things are going. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Dr. Teitelbaum and Tammy. I think it was so incredibly eye-opening and is so incredibly important as well that we have hope. Uh, this next interview I did with Dr. Teitelbaum a few months back and it just goes more deeply into the SHINE protocol and it is such a great interview, so I hope you will keep listening. So be sure to reach out to Dr. T. His email is in the show notes. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Joining us once again is a fantastic Jacob Teitelbaum, MD. I like to call him Dr. T. He is back to talk about his amazing book from Fatigue too fantastic that came out originally in 1995. I believe this is the fifth update. Woohoo! Dr. T, Dr. Teitelbaum, what do you prefer when you are on the show? Uh,
1: Dr. T works. All right. Hello, Dr. T. Hello there, Lisa. And I'll tell you, when the first book came out, there was this little thin thing. I thought it would be like a pamphlet because I thought <laughs> we knew about chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. Uh, but the book is now 400 pages long and it gives people Everything they need to know, whether they have day-to-day fatigue or post-COVID or CFS or fibromyalgia or pain, it teaches people how to recover.
0: What has changed since the first edition? There's obviously a lot more information since the book went from what you said. It could have been a pamphlet to a 400-page book. I mean, are these advances obviously in science
1: or research? Talk to us about this. Well, it's changed totally because back in 1995, there was not even a name for the condition, for most people, um, most doctors had never heard of it. They didn't know it existed. They didn't believe it. They thought it was uh, being a disease predominantly affecting women. They thought that they were hysterical. And uh, if you look at the medical word hystero, it comes from hysterical. It comes from uterus, which gives you the medical idea. So basically, they think doctors went from "I don't know what's wrong with you, so you're crazy," to now. There's still some abusive doctors who do that. And what I recommend for you, if you have CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, you go to the doctor, they reply to you and your family that, "Ah, I don't know what's wrong with you, so you must be crazy. Get up, walk over to the doctor, give him a big kiss on the head, look him in the eye, and tell him, thank you for letting me know what a complete and utter idiot you are right up front so we don't waste our time with you. Turn around, walk out the door, feel free to slam on the way.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. Now for people who don't know Describe chronic fatigue syndrome and then tell us about fibromyalgia.
1: Well, the chronic fatigue syndrome is, you know, most Americans have day-to-day fatigue and 31% have severe fatigue um but in those cases you go on vacation you have rest it's going to go away but there comes a point where people have had so many stresses on their body whether they're emotional whether they're infectious nutritious all kinds of different things where they trip a circuit breaker in the brain called the hypothalamus and that controls sleep hormones uh temperature regulation what's called autonomic function allows you to stand upright without the blood all going through your legs and staying there um so the key symptoms then is is exhaustion that does not go away with rest combined with the paradox of insomnia even though you can't sleep even though you're exhausted that tells you you tripped that circuit breaker and then brain fog widespread pain uh, numbness and tingling there are literally hundreds of other symptoms that go with it tired achy brain fog can't sleep you've got this process
0: okay now with the fibromyalgia is is that i'm a little confused it, it's it's not a separate thing or can you just have fibromyalgia without having the chronic fatigue
1: it's a different mix in most people they are the same illness chronic fatigue syndrome fibromyalgia you go to the rheumatologist you'll be diagnosed with fibro you go next door to the infectious disease doc they're going to tell you it's cfs uh same illness now if i have a hundred people with these conditions it's a hundred different processes i know when i had it um, i had what i call the drop dead flu out after a nasty viral infection. And it basically knocked me out of medical school and left me homeless for pretty much a year, which is how I learned about the disease. Um, for me, it was mostly the fatigue. Uh, had the pain, but not as severe. I had mu- widespread muscle tightness. Um, for other people, the fatigue is not as much, but the pain is devastating. And it really varies. You know, Some people are bedridden, other people are what I call walking wounded. So it varies quite a bit from person to person
0: jump into this homelessness and having to leave medical school i mean i'd love for you to expand on that that must have been tremendously painful physically and emotionally every way
1: well my whole life had been geared to being a physician Yeah, you know, i'm pretty I was empathic even as a young child i, I like to hide behind corners i wanted to wiggle my finger and get people out of their pain and, and heal them <laughs> and i knew as far back as i can remember there's never i'm going to be a fireman or this not i'm going to be a doctor because that's the only way of being a healer and in, in the life i grew up in was to be a doctor you know um <laughs> so um that was my whole path and that was my whole purpose um and there was a crazy period in medical school. I paid my own way. My dad was dead, so I paid my own way through college um, and finished college in about two and a half years because you pay by this year and I could double up credits and it cost me half of wow. um And then was doing the same th- through medical school. Um, and that was the easiest part of my life. There, uh, it was family chaos that I made the mistake of putting myself in the middle as a peacemaker. And like from a family where a lot of most people had been in the concentration camps. So, oh my god,
0: I'm so sorry.
1: uh, It was an interesting. part of life for everybody um but i put myself in the middle of that as a peacemaker bad idea um then i came down with what i called the drop dead flu nasty viral infection and we're seeing that now with covid post-covid symptoms are simply post-viral cfs and respond just the same way um but i had to drop out of medical school i was crushed but um well in that turn, it was a blessing and for most people they find once they get to the other end and recover and just what we do we teach people how to recover um because they can our research shows 91 percent at least can um It turns out to be a gift it it was as if if the universe put a holistic homeless medical school sign on my park bench naturopaths came by herbalists came by energy workers came by you know holistic mds came by all these people they all taught me bits and pieces of what i needed to do to to recover and sometimes they even had pizza with them when i got to eat that day Um, and but it was a real gift and it was a journey that i would not give up once I teach you how to recover, and we'll do that today. We'll get you a good start with that. Um, Then the key is, as you get well, don't go back to what made you sick in the first place. Um, Find what your passion is, find what you love, and then flow your energy in that direction. Do that. Put your attention there.
0: So while you were homeless, you were able to get your health back, and then did you go back to finish medical school, or...
1: I was able to recover, uh, recovered enough to go back to med school, got my honors in medicine. And I spent the last 45 plus years focusing on effective treatments for post-viral chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, um, and energy in general. Um, it's a passion. It's you know we all have our goals in life. Mine is very simple. It's uh, how do they say in Woodstock? They had a goal: breakfast for two hundred fifty thousand people around the field, big field. For me, it's effective. Uh, you know, to empower people to get their health back, and that's fifty million people with this illness worldwide. And this is in a medical system that just mm-hmm. at, at mo- on good days could care less about people so it's fun and we see people you know people come and they say oh my god i got my life back i got my life back. i have i i'll go lecturing i'm gonna just getting ready to go back on the road i have 40,000 miles to log in the next two months um and I, I you know i'll lecture and at the end even when they close the building i'm out in the parking lot answering questions till people are done and it's not uncommon so it's midnight um i remember it been a few times an hour uh had one person uh Who waited all the way to the end of impatiently standing there waiting for everybody to do their questions. And And he asked, do you remember me? And I said, no. And he said, I was here last year when you came to lecture. I was the one in the wheelchair.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And you'll see stories like that over and over. It's the most fun thing in the world to do this because... This is very, very treatable. And for those of you out there who feel like there's no hope, the doctors just told me there's nothing they can do. Yes, they're right. There's nothing they can do, but you can get well.
0: That is huge. You know, in the book, in part one, you have optimizing energy with shine. You have the shine protocol. And again, I don't want to give everything away in the book, but if you can just
1: give it all all away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to go through a lot, but tell us about the shine protocol.
1: Uh, it's funny, it used to be the shin protocol, uh, sleep, hormones, infections, nutrition. And then um, Dr. Ash, who's a friend of mine, I would tell him about the work and he said, one day he said, prove it. And he sent me this Air Force lieutenant and she had severe chronic fatigue syndrome. She was disabled. He said, get her well. A month later, she was well. And he said, okay, now you can come on the show and talk about it.
0: A month later?
1: Yeah, four to six weeks, people start feeling better and it increases over years but um the she said you have to add e for exercise as able and she turns 10 into shine so that's where the shine protocol came from but it's sleep and for those of you with day-to-day fatigue three simple things do the sleep part uh, the average night sleep average in the united states until 140 years ago when light bulbs were invented nine hours a night average how many of you are getting five or six i get my nine and night night and that's what my body wants and that's what i give it uh people think they're a sleep club for doing that no that's average um and people the average american is down to six and three quarters now and they are we are a sleep deprived nation make space for sleep cut out the things you don't enjoy keep the things you do all those meetings that you'd rather poke your eyes out to the pencil if you're not going to be arrested or lose your job for not going don't go if you feel like going and it feels good to it if it doesn't don't the teacher will give you stink eye who cares you know (laughs) Um, so the you know listen to what feels good to you not what your brain is telling you what well I should do this to be a good boy because this is what everybody knows that's what I need to do so I need to keep doing well you know listen to how it feels the uh, exercise, go for a walk each day. In the sunshine, sunshine is good for you. Uh, so is the exercise. And then nutritional support. Simple, 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 simple. Um, cut back the sugar, that except for chocolate. Chocolate's healthy. Um... Increase you know, a cup of coffee to a day are fine, and tea, those are okay in moderation. Uh, most people with tea, unless they have heart failure, which is very rare, need more salt. Is there a particular type of salt? Whatever, whatever, whatever you can get. I like the crystal sea salt. Selena has some very nice ones. Um, Costco has some very nice Himalayan pink salts. Uh, you just put some crystals in the palm of your hand, pop a couple of crystals in your mouth, and when you feel like it, you will like the salt if you need it. Uh, we'll talk about the adrenal in just a minute but two simple things that for most people can just about double their energy uh there's a vitamin powder mix it's a mix of 50 vitamins and minerals it's pretty much everything you should be getting from the diet except for calories it's called the energy revitalization system and then there's another called the smart energy system those two together uh it'll be one drink and two capsules and it will turn people's lives around in one month in terms of day-to-day healthy energy uh, often people see a doubling where do you get that? Um, you can find uh, sometimes on Amazon uh endfatigue.com. If you go ww.e, and like nancy, d Lake David, and then the word fatigue, F-A-T-I-G-U-E.com. those two will be on the homepage.
0: Talked about sleep. Let's talk a little bit about the hormone aspect.
1: Well, you want to look at the age. At the younger ages, uh, going up to about forty, you're seeing more thyroid and adrenal issues. So, for those of you who feel tired, achy, weight gain, cold intolerant, the outer third of your eyebrows start disappearing, um, you see things along those lines. Um, think low thyroid, even if the blood tests are normal. That's um, funny. The doctors rely almost entirely on Blood tests. He says, it, "Don't, it, don't You don't have to come to the office. Don't talk. Just send me the blood test. I don't need you as a patient. I just need the blood test." And they rely almost entirely on them, and they rely on the normal range. Well, if the test is in the normal range; you're fine. And most doctors have no idea where the normal range comes. from. they think that there's a group of wise elders with long snowy beards who get together who go, "Well, if it's in this range, <laughs> then..." Well, The patient's fine. There's nothing wrong with them. There's no such panel. They take 100 people. uh, They do the test, and they apply a statistical norm called two standard deviations. English, 95% of those in the middle are the normal range. So a normal range for shoe sizes would be size 5 to 13. (laughs) So if if you walked in with my size 12 shoe and I walked in with their size 7, uh, and the doctor would say, They're in the normal range. There's no problem. I say, I can't get my toe in the size seven. Seven's in the normal range. You know, the guy can be a six foot eight, 300 pound Texan. Your size five shoe is fine, damn it. You know.
0: (laughs) That's a brilliant um, analogy, by the way. That is brilliant. All right, go on.
1: I think that's what they're doing. So, how do you tell if you need thyroid? Uh, even two of the symptoms: tired, achy, weight gain, cold intolerance. If you have two of those, in my practice, I'm going to give the person thyroid hormone, um, adrenal. Adrenal is a stress handler. Um, but the speed of modern life, people are getting exhausted. Their stress handlers are getting exhausted. How do you tell? Not to the blood test. The blood test is geared to see if it is low enough that it will kill you. Um, the way you tell is if you get irritable and hungry you get these feed me now or i'll kill you moments if you're not sure just ask your significant other yeah <laughs> honey do i get do i get kind of like bear like you know? uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you have a, a lover or a spouse who has that a friend don't try to reason with them don't try to console them when they get that way just feed them then you can do all the rest um and that's low adrenal. There's a wonderful mix called Adrenoplex, um, which will smooth that right out. Much cheaper than marriage counseling or divorce lawyer. And it's it's really, really good. It's really simple. Increasing salt, cutting sugar. Again, makes all the difference in the world. And again, cutting out things you don't enjoy. Stop. You know, these people are going, you're going to die. You're all going to die. Everybody's going to die. Kill everybody. Else. You know, and turn that stuff. I know I said it before. Turn it off. Your adrenals will thank you. There's this wonderful Tai Chi move when that stuff's happening, as you kind of calm in your center, you know, you put a nice calming space, go into a position, and then reach your arms out to your side, grab the remote control, point it at the TV, and go off.
0: Well, I do have to say, if you can watch something like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, where you're just smiling and enjoy, and you watch it, and there's no commercials, and there's no hate, and no the, then I, I find that great.
1: Oh, yes. I could watch the news, or I could watch that. I'm definitely watching that, Yeah, you know? Yeah,
0: it's so delightful. It cracks me up. All right, I want to talk a little bit about natural pain relief. Really.
1: You know, one-third of americans suffer with chronic pain because physicians are simply not trained in treating it i found as a pain specialist i can count on my fingers how many people have not been able to get good solid pain relief for uh the key for pain you want to treat pain kind of like the oil light on the dashboard you know if your oil light's going on you take it to the doctor the doctor puts a band-aid over it then your motor burns out and you go see what a lousy day i've had you know um Pain is your body's way of saying something needs attention. It wants something. And when it doesn't get it, the pain gets louder and louder. So you give your body what you need. You put oil in the car, the oil light goes out. To give your body what it needs, the pain goes away. So what is pain? Um, seven main kinds of pain. But the number one pain is muscle tightness and muscle soreness. Most doctors barely even know that exists. They have some vague concept of muscle pain and that there's muscle thing but to do an exam where they can feel the trigger points and type man no they don't even know what a trigger point is and that's what's behind muscle pain as a belly of the muscle tightening up that can shoot pain all over the place um, so what causes muscles to go into the shortened position not enough energy so you do a heavy workout you exhaust the energy in the muscles you don't come home and say honey my muscles are loose and limp because of the workout they're tight
0: Yes, mine gets so tight, and I feel like they just, st- even though I stretch and I breathe, there's like certain areas in my body that just hold that tightness, and it's really uncomfortable. You probably see me shifting in my chair. We can see each other, and I have this one spot in my mid-back that just drives me nuts. But go on.
1: So, what you want to find is that, you know, the... When you work out, energy is gone. Muscles get stuck in a shortened position. How do you release it? One, you stretch them. Uh, Anything that puts energy into the muscle, a heating pad, puts energy and you put a needle in for care chiro- before acupuncture Granite that creates a current that's putting energy in the muscle um, mechanical energy by stretching it when you go to the chiropractor you put energy in the muscle releases you give nutritional support to be vitamins and magnesium that puts energy in the muscles so that's funny I had one guy was walking down the street I used to live in Annapolis now I live in Hawaii but I used to live on Chesapeake Bay and I'm walking by the city dock one day and this guy's eyeing me from across the street and you know i'm kind of looking back and he's eyeing me and suddenly he dashes through traffic it's kind of weaving through and he comes up to me says you're Dr. your mom aren't you and i said (laughs) yeah and he lifts me up in this big bear hug and i say we've not had a first date yet please put me down you know (laughs) he said i'm sorry i'm sorry but i have had back pain for 15 years nothing would touch it and i took the energy revitalization system vitamin powder pain went away because of the magnesium to be vitamins and nutrients feed the muscles it's like putting oil in the car you feed the muscles they go away Uh, look at ergonomics are you sitting in a way that's putting a lot of strain Um, a lot of people carry heavy handbags keep the ear you know shoulder uh, phone ear kind of a thing Uh, most importantly sitting at a computer without having an armrest or wrist supports The other thing is that with the low back pain, next time, are you going to be at Expo East? I'm hoping to be. Okay, uh, look me up, and I'll check you for uneven hip heights.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Because you may find you have what's called short hemipelvis, so one side is shorter than the other. I'm super unbalanced. So you're constantly having to shift your balance. And this put what's called a little butt lift right under. So if you check the top of the hips, and they're not even when you're sitting, you can do that in front of a mirror, just putting your palms on top of the hips. If, they're not, if one is a little higher, even a third of an inch quarter inch is enough, then just putting that difference in height, put a little lift under the cheek where the hip is lower, and that balances it out and takes the strain off the low back. So there's a lot of things you look at.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I really like that. Yeah, I have scoliosis at the top, like a C-curve, and so this is higher, one side's higher.
1: and A lot of scoliosis from uneven hip heights. You even out the hip heights for the heel lift and the scoliosis eases. Okay. Yeah. I can go find me when I come when we go there. Okay. And was- yeah. No,
0: I think I, that would be absolutely incredible. You know, I wanted to talk about some new research that you had uh, told me about, and if you could expand, there was a double-blind, placebo-controlled study.
1: Well, let's go for the for the other pain it's inflammatory pain. So, inflammatory pain. There's several wonderful tools. Curamin, C-U-R-A-M-I-N, is a pain relief miracle. It's a mix of highly azoric curcumin, buzzword, DLP and natocanase, another mix called End Pain, and also a comfy cream called Trauma Plant that you can rub over the area uh, can be very, very helpful. So those three, you want to give them six weeks, um, but most pain will be significantly better with that. Um, and then there's literally over 50 different things you can use with pain, and you just tailor it to the individual, you try the different things to get them pain-free.
0: Dr. T, tell us about the studies that you've done.
1: Well, I've done seven studies to date. Uh, well, actually, the seventh is getting ready to start in two weeks. Um, the earlier study was a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study of people with uh, fibromyalgia chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, and what it found is that 91% in the active group and placebo group there's minimal change the active group 91% improved with an average 90% increase in quality of life this is a very very treatable disease that also shows that it's not in people's minds because the placebo group did not phenomenally get better um so anybody who says that they're well, there's nothing wrong with you you're crazy is unscientific now now they've been crazy and unscientific for a long time um so we know scientific proof this is very very treatable this includes post-viral fatigue and chronic fatigue syndrome too um But we recently uh, finished two studies. There was a treatment supplement uh, for nutritional support called Recovery Factors. It's a serum extract. It's a bind and tripeptide. It's a unique mix of amino acids uh, that we've been finding intravenously there's this whole field of uh peptide infusions where people are paying a thousand bucks a pop to go get it because they have dramatic effects this one does the same thing by mouth and it's not expensive which is a really nice difference and it's from europe uh people can go to www.recoveryfactors.factors.com and they can find it um what we found is in, in the, our treatment group The 60% of people improved with that one uh, supplement alone uh, with an average about 70% increase in energy in the group that responded. Pain went down, sleep improved, uh, cognitive function improved 55%, uh, anxiety decreased. Uh, It it was really rather remarkable. So for those with more severe uh, problems and issues, I do recommend the recovery factors. For those with day-to-day fatigue, we just finished another study of a special kind of ginseng. And the brand that needs to be this one is called HRG80 Red Ginseng. You can find it on Amazon. Find it on nfatigue.com. Um, also about 60% improvement rate. This is what I'd go to myself. I know it doesn't show here. But uh, if I have a busy work day i just reach for one of the chewable tablets i take one in the morning or whenever i feel like it often i'll find oh god this is getting to be a big crazy day with everything and i just pop when it tastes good i just chew it and my energy which is usually outstanding anyway goes way solid and just no dips you know mental clarity everything is just sharp and you know the energy flies high so the hrg80 red ginseng is For anybody who just wants quick energy it's cheap it's one one thing in the morning so there's all these things i mean i'll I'll use the smart energy system uh stuff the ribos I'll, i'll use the energy revitalization system and then when i feel like i need a little boost i'll take the hrg80 and so it can be very simple
0: yeah, it sounds like it. Well, you know, when we were talking about shine, we talked about sleep, hormones, nutrition. Well, actually, I want to talk about nutrition. We, we mentioned exercise. Talk to us about infections and immunity.
1: Yes, because you're going to be finding a lot of people uh, will be the most common infection is candida. So you're going to have nasal congestion, post-nasal drip, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation. Uh, So a good probiotic can make and cutting back the sugar can be very helpful. Um, For those I don't know if you remember in grade school there would always be one little kid who would pass what we call silent but deadlies. (laughs) That's
0: like my my pit bull blue. He'll never hurt you other than Exactly. go on
1: <laughs> exactly but that sulfur smell suggests bacterial overgrowth in the small intestine uh, it's called SIBO, um, and in those cases, I'll use something called Ultra MFP Forte. Uh, one month, will generally take care of that and rebalance it. Um, so those are the most common. You'll see also viral infections. Again, there are literally dozens of infections, uh, Epstein-Barr, H H 6 CMV. We're now seeing it with COVID. Uh, for those of you out there who have post-COVID symptoms, uh Again, very, very treatable with a SHINE protocol. Um, if you're having shortness of breath, you want to get a pulse oximeter, a little f- finger clip you put over. You want to make sure if your oxygen level is over 95% when you're short of breath, it's not likely to be your lungs or your heart that's doing it. Okay. Um, then you want to look at other things. Um, but, again, you'll. F- what I will give in post-COVID is I will go with Curum Med, which is an anti-inflammatory and clinical glutathione to shut down the inflammation from the virus, as well as a multivitamin with antioxidants, shut down the inflammation, turn it off, and then you can speed healing and turn the circuit breakers back down uh, with the rest of the Shine protocol.
0: It was so nice to have that additional interview with Dr. T. He is such, or Dr. Teitelbaum, he is such an incredible, incredible man. I see, though, on his website, it does say subscribe to Dr. T's newsletter. So I guess it's Dr. T or Dr. Teitelbaum. You can find him at www.endfatigue.com. Thanks for listening to Naturally Savvy and keep coming back.